it's not that anything's ever bad. And I think we are too quick to judge ourselves and say, oh, I'm being bad. And I think a big thing is, is like, no, I just wasn't educated. I wasn't exposed to it. Right. No one ever taught me that kind of thing. And it's something that I was an athlete growing up and it's something that athletes innately know, but they can't really describe until they themselves become a coach. And it's a very ingraining thing of, I want to, I want to arrive at whatever I do with excellence. And that doesn't just mean the big event. It's how I practice with excellence. Are you ready to decide it's your turn to live your most purposeful, profitable, passionate life? I'm Christina LeCure, former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach. I truly believe every one of us was put here for a God-given purpose, and it is our responsibility to live that fully. For well over a decade now, I've been turning my life as well as countless others around from feeling unworthy, incompetent, and without a purpose to living a life I cannot wait to wake up for even on days when shit hits the fan. And it all started with a decision. Yeah, you heard that right. I said God and shit in the same sentence. So clearly this won't be your typical podcast, but what I can assure you is that each week myself and my guests are going to enlighten you, fire you up, and having you walk away with stories and strategies to not only boost your confidence, but give you hope that at any moment in time, you have the power to decide it's your turn. Hey, y'all, welcome back to the podcast. Today is a special one. I am joined by one of my girlfriends. We've known each other for probably the last five or six years. Her name is Venus Lau, and you probably know her. She's been on so many covers of fitness magazines. She's a personal trainer. She specializes in rotational strength and animal flow. I guarantee you've seen her because she's gone viral many times on not only on Instagram, but at TikTok as well. But today we're talking about connecting to yourself through movement and how loving ourselves is really started with the body. You guys are going to enjoy today's episode. We go very deep and we also laugh a lot. Venus is such a trip. Be sure to check out her new podcast, Venus Effort, here in 2023. Um, okay. So I just told my girlfriend Venus that we have to shut up. We can't connect right now. We'll, we'll save that for after the podcast is over because we were just about to talk about all of the things that I wanted to save for this amazing podcast, because I'm so obsessed with everything that you're talking about. And so we have to share this with my listeners. So my love, tell everyone who you are and then we can get into it. Hello, hello, everyone. I am Coach Venus Lau. I have been a trainer since 2007, something like that. And I was an athlete before that. And I teach people all around the world, every kind of movement you can think of. I'm known for body weight flow and kettlebells and strength training, but I love to dive into all of it when it comes to breath work, mobility, you name it. And my goal is for people to get stronger at every single angle so they can take their gym life or their movement life into the rest of the 24 hours of the day and empower themselves. Yes, I'm here for it. So Venus and I were just talking, she is about to start her new podcast in 2023. So let's put it out into the universe. So you like totally do it. Um, But 
your podcast isn't only going to be about fitness. It's going to be about the thing that we talk about today, like the body love and movement and seeing the best in everything. When you wrote that in your form, obviously Venus and I have known each other a little bit over the last few years. She was a um, in-person trainer at one of my retreats that I hosted in California. And then right when the pandemic happened, she did like a virtual um, movement flow for our uh, Decide It's Your Turn event, our virtual event right when the pandemic happened. And we've known each other through you know, Doc Jen Fit, Jen, I always call her Doc Jen Fit because that's how everyone knows her. Um, but we've known each other for a little bit. But like when you wrote in your form that one of the things that you love talking about the most is how you've learned to see the best in everything and how loving ourselves starts with loving the body. And I was like, um, that is what I want to talk about today. That is what we are here for. So yes. So what is your podcast going to be about? And is it going to talk about all of these things? Well, wow, I'm really putting it out there now. We're really <laughs> putting it out there. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even filmed the first episode yet, but um, it's called the Venus Bucket Podcast. Oh my God, but, I'm so excited. <laughs> and But, you know, it's the Venus Effort Podcast, so it could be, you know, more PG-13. But then when we talk on it, it's going to be uncensored. I want people to be so themselves just like you are when you are working out, you know, when you're working out, you're, you're saying all the F-bombs and all the frustrations and you're allowing all the things to come out. People even cry when they're working out. So I, I really want my podcast to be about all the things we say F it to in life and how we've dealt with it. And sometimes saying F it is not always good. It, there's negative consequences of saying F it. There's positive consequences of saying F it. And there's just also interesting, entertaining stories. So that's that's where the Venus Effort podcast is. And I don't even have to rebrand. It still says Venus Fit. Oh my Effort. gosh, that is so <laughs> amazing. Yeah, when you just said that, I was like, oh my God, Effort, Venus Fit? Because right now, if you want to go find Venus, she is Venus Fit everywhere online. Well, on Instagram, you're Venus Fab to be fit or fit I to am be fit. Venus, the number two, the letter B, F-A-B, Venus to be fab. Now, I wanted to acquire Venus Fit, but that's a fake account. It still is. I don't know how to acquire it. If you look at it, there's like random like cartoons on there and they haven't posted in like four years. So yeah, I'd love to acquire that. I just haven't really dove into getting it. Yeah, maybe just... Yeah. When the podcast comes out, maybe someone will find it, find a way. Do you know how I got B Christina, which is so funny. Most people don't know this. It was a girl, like, I want to say she was like, I don't know if it was like Russia. I couldn't, can't remember exactly where it was, but I was messaging back and forth with the girl and I ended up like Venmoing her like $300 and then she gave it to me. And then I, sent her $300 more. So it was like a $600 transaction, but it was like the best transaction I could have ever done. Like it could have gone so sideways. Like I never got that money back, but yeah, she trusted me and I trusted her. And like, I sent her 300 bucks, she gave me it. And then I sent her 300 bucks when I knew it was official. And that's how I got mine. So fingers crossed, you can find yours for such a hell of a deal. That's freaking awesome. Wasn't it cool? Yeah. bucks. It's like nothing. Oh my God. It was like $600 of total. And I was thinking like, this is the best thing ever, but it was just like, I found like this girl started DMing with me. I think she had maybe like a thousand followers. She was like a young girl. It was so crazy. So fingers crossed you get that. Um, okay. So let's get into this whole thing about finding the confidence to be yourself and loving your body. Like, where did this all come up? Because everyone knows you like 
if you don't follow Venus right now, you need to like you, your videos go viral. What you do is unbelievably hard and yet you make it look so flawless. You're, you're like a dancer, but like where, when, so in your forum, when you said to me, like, let's talk about like loving ourselves first and starting with the body, I was like, oh my God, yes, that is a hundred percent it. Cause I've never associated and I'm, and I guess this is bad, but I've never associated like everything that you do with like the self-love and the self-confidence. Right. And, and also not bad. There's no judgment. It's, it's not that anything's ever bad. I think we are too quick to judge ourselves and say, oh, I'm being bad. And I think a big thing is, is like, no, I just wasn't educated. I wasn't exposed to it right? No one ever taught me that kind of thing. And it's something that I was an athlete growing up and it's something that athletes innately know, but they can't really describe until they themselves become a coach. And, and it's, it's been, it's a very ingraining thing of, I want to, I want to arrive at whatever I do with excellence. And that doesn't just mean the big event. It's, how I practice with excellence. It's how I put my shoes on. It's how, uh, when I get home, I don't throw my shoes in the corner, right? It's, it's, and, and not that I'm like this perfectionist and everything in my life is so, you know, organized and perfect. Cause it's not for sure. There's lots of chaos in my life, but it is definitely, it's like showing up with intention. And I think like the way I move is because I'm like, when I place my hands on the ground, whether I'm doing a push up or a flow or I'm grabbing a kettlebell, I'm really trying to dial my brain into what's happening in my body, what it's feeling, the sensations, not just the act of I'm picking up and doing a squat or I'm going to the floor and doing a push up. I'm literally trying to dial. It's like I have eyes in whatever's touching the ground. So if my hands are touching the ground, my eyes are seeing the ground and feeling every little millimeter of movement. And that's why my movement looks so graceful. You're saying, you know, I look like a dancer, but it's not that because I'm trying to be a dancer. A dancer is not trying to be a dancer. When they dance, they're trying to be in the movement and go with the flow yet with power. And so I think when we can apply that to how we not just dance, but also exercise and move and how we move through life and how we have conversations with people, you can tell the difference when someone's listening to you and when someone's actually hearing you and listening and dialing into everything behind your words. And I think that really is the key. And I think that um, we water down a lot of things in our life that we could actually, I'm not trying to say take it more seriously, but that we could actually be more intentional with and see what's the big picture around this singular thing. Mm -hmm. I love that. Do you feel like the reason why the world has so much anxiety now is because we're actually not in the movement, as you say, like when I, when I'm hearing you talk about the ground and being in it, it's like when we're not in our place right now, like if I wasn't a hundred percent here with you thinking about the future or the past, isn't that what like the definition of anxiety is like thinking too much in the future or too much in the past or whatever it is. So I'm thinking to myself, like, that's such a struggle. So many people have in life now, like the huge overwhelming anxiety and like stress about life. But if you actually were taught and practiced what you practice, it would keep you in the moment. Right. It's about being present. So anxiety is about overthinking the future and uh, depression is about overthinking the past and not being able to let go. And it's a lack. And if we invert it, 
So like that's like the negative side of it, right? If we invert it to see the positive, it's really just focused on the current moment. And it's so cheesy, but we've all heard that saying, like, if you, you know, you only have this moment for this moment and for the next second, one, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, that, that moment's gone. So every moment you're in is about to be gone. So like dial into what you're doing right now in this moment. If you're listening to this podcast, if you're driving, if you are having a conversation with your friend, really listen to them, not just the words, not listen to respond, but listen to like what's behind the words, right? Mm -hmm. How happy are they? How sad are they? What are they really trying to convey to you? And that's when we can dial in. It's, and I, I think a lot of people, some people call it intuition. Some people call it psychic abilities. It's just being present. And um, I do think that our society has a lot of anxiety because we aren't present. And I'm just as guilty as, of that as well. I mean, the reason why I was so big into fitness is because of all my anxiety, because of the depression that I have had, you know, and things like that in my past. I didn't realize it till I got older because I was always ingrained to be an athlete. I was always moving. I was always learning. I was always acquiring and performing. Not bad things, but it is bad if you can't sit and also go, can I be still and still be present? So I think it's a, it's a balance. Can I move and be present, but can I also be still and be present? It's the yin yang. Because as a coach, I have seen people with massive anxiety who are like, but I work out all the time. And they're like, yes. And you, when you work out, you're still not present. So it really is, can I be present no matter what I'm doing still or quick? How do you teach someone that? Uh, it is something that is not, you can't just teach that of like, oh, here's a three month program. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a lifelong thing, you know, like how do you, how do you teach someone to respond with kindness? Right. Sure. You can learn skills and learn tools in three months, but it's really, it's a daily practice and it's really choosing it. It's first learning about it and then deciding just like, oh, funny enough, the decision, the power of the decision. And it's, it's choosing, it's going, I, I choose to be present, but that's, it's a hard thing. That is the biggest hill to get over is that hill of like, I choose this. And, and it's, it's not just, I choose myself. It's, I choose who I want to be. Like we are always choosing love or fear. In, in our own ways. And for instance, it's uh, during the holidays, you know, when people go home, some people look forward to it. Home feels where the heart is to some people. And for some people, home is where anxiety and depression is. But it's a choice of going, how do I want to see this? Do I want to keep seeing this as a bad thing? Or do I want to choose to transform? And that really is the hardest thing. Can you you learn that I think the easiest is through the body. So I think through physical movement, it's like peeling the layers of the onion back. I think the outmost layer of the onion is the physical body, the physical movement. And as we peel those layers down, it goes into the mental. Then we peel another layer off and it goes into the emotional. And then peel another layer off and it goes into the soul and who we are at our true level. What we were as babies before we decided to learn all these good and bad habits as we became adults. 
And I think that if people dial into their body and create a movement practice every day, it doesn't have to be what I do. Anything that feels good to you as a mover, start there. That's what I tell everyone. You know, I'm a trainer. I go to events a lot. And of course, as soon as you tell people you're a trainer, they're like, what should I do? What should I do? All these things. And I'm like, just build a habit. So 15 minutes a day. And I'm like, just build the habit. Once you build a habit, then start to add skills to that habit, right? Then start to learn new ways of exploring that habit. But at first you just have to create a habit or, you know, you hire a trainer, <laughs> you have accountability, you have a, a workout buddy, um, and it doesn't have to be working out. You can go take dance class. You can go learn a new skill, um, whether it, it and may, let it be physical, whether it's gardening or whatever, just connect to your body. Why do you think people have like such a, like, there's so many people, you know, I live in the Southern United States and, you know, I guess that's maybe stereotypical, but like down here, a lot of people have a really hard time moving, just deciding to move. Like, you know, I'm the first person to say, and they know on this podcast for sure too, if you've listened to enough of them, you know, that like I have had horrible body image issues up until I was like 27 and really up until probably I was like 30 or so and really worked through an eating disorder and doing all the things. But how does someone like just decide to put in a practice that helps themselves? Like, you know, like how, how do you choose that when perhaps you've not liked yourself for such a long period of time, or you look at it almost as a punishment or like, Oh God, working out is so bad. Like now I like, you're talking about the habit. I walk every single solitary day, or if I can't walk, if it's like pouring down rain or snowing or something like that, which doesn't happen very often, I'll jump on my stairmaster. Obviously I I'm with you. I choose accountability all the time. I go to my trainer as much as I possibly can. Cause now it just like, I just want to do it because it makes me feel better. You know, for a long period of time, it's because you hate yourself, but <laughs> Now I'm just doing it because I actually love myself and I like the ability to move. But how do you help someone figure out that like, it's not a punishment. It's like such a blessing. I think that the individual has to be willing. That's really it. And that's hard to come out of if you've been through depression, if you don't like yourself, if you have bad body image, if you have anxiety, that's really, really hard. But I think, I think most people do get to some kind of breaking point. And unfortunately, sometimes you have to hit those breaking points um, in order to decide to change, to create something different. And then unfortunately, again, the, the ideology of fitness is what you see on social media and magazines and, you know, television and film, which is not really true fitness. It's not true health. It is a image. And we um, we idealize these perfect bodies. And yes, you can have a beautiful body when you are, do intentional movement, but the person doing the intentional movement, say an athlete, the athlete doesn't look that way because they're trying to have a perfect body. They look that way because they're trying to perform and connect and create something with their body. So it's a different mindset that's not taught. It's not shown in the media. It's not taught from coaches, even when they're like, they're, they're so big on your performance, but they forget about the, the human sometimes that's in there. And I think that 
now, I mean, when I was growing up, I was an athlete. It was all about performance. Now that I'm older, I understand, oh, yes, performance is important. Strength is important, but the intention behind it is just as important. And it's that comes from also like a breath work practice, a meditation practice. Um, those are things I teach as well. And I think that not enough people in quote unquote, the fitness world really focus in on that. They want results that are physical, whether it's your body image or how much weight you can lift or, um, you know, how many reps you can do and, you know, so on and so on. And I think that's what the fitness world is missing. And that's why so many people hate fitness. And I have had a lot of clients who have told me, Venus, I used to hate working out until I worked out with you because you taught me how to actually listen to my body. And now I feel like I'm learning something and now my brain's turned on and I'm, I feel like I'm accomplishing something. And yes, they'll be like, yes, I look better. I've lost weight. My body looks better. But they're like, I actually enjoy this. And so it's finding the joy and what we do. And no one enjoys doing something they're not good at. Right. But why are you not good at it? Let's let's take it down another layer. Why are you not good at something? Because you're not connected to it or you don't understand it. Right. Or there's a lack of practice or there's a lack of knowledge that someone just you didn't learn. And so the more you learn, the more you can actually enjoy it. And the more you can simplify that learning process, the more enjoyable it gets. Yeah. Watching your, um, your client, she's like 70. It is like the best inspiration. How many years have you been working with her? I mean, my gosh, you've been working with her forever. Uh, that particular client, her name's Cindy. I've been working with her for 10 years. And <laughs> when she first came to me, she was afraid to do a body weight row with a TRX because wow. she had just had cervical surgery on her spine and had plates put in her neck and all that stuff. And she was afraid, like her body was afraid. And so I had to teach her with step-by-step learning how to first crawl and, you know, crawling patterns. I even taught her how to do proper walking patterns and gait patternings and the feet. And then we went into the flow and then we went into more strength training. And then we went into kettlebells and steel mace and all those other things that you see her doing. Um, But it really started with really ground-based movement because this is the physical the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual, the human, I guess, body energy, we will not allow any kind of cognition or strength or mobility or flexibility. And this is physical, mental, emotional, all the things, unless there's stability. So stability is number one. So that's why I always tell people go and crawl because when you're on that close down on the floor, your brain isn't worried about you falling over and hurting yourself. So the brain automatically unlocks the nervous system to be able to feel and connect to its body more. But when you are upright and you already have some bad habits, or maybe you're unstable in your feet, or you've got a tight shoulder or whatever, the body will tighten up more because it's craving security. And it's just like friendships or relationships, whether it's romantic or platonic, if you don't feel safe with someone, you tighten up, you don't expose yourself, you, right? There's no flexibility in that relationship. So it's the same thing with our relationship with our body, which is why I think we should start with our own bodies first. If you can teach your body how to create stability within it, 
then it's going to allow you and grant you access to more cognition, to more power, to more strength, to flexibility. And everything in life is a carryover. How you do one thing is how you do everything. And if I can do that with my own body, then I can do that in my hobbies in life, my my career life, the people in my life. But it starts with you. So I always say, start with the easiest thing, which is a little bit of movement every day. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. I watched that woman and I'm just like, so inspired by her, you know, even uh, on this podcast, I've told people before, like people always ask me like, who, who do you look up to the most or whatever? And it's my neighbor, Joyce. She's like 85 years old. She's got a puppy. She's the kindest person ever. She walks every day. She gardens. She'll, she'll like literally bend right over without bending her knees. She's like 85 in the garden all damn day. And I'm just like, that is inspiration for life. That is inspiration for life. It's like, makes me so and happy and then seeing your client I'm like oh my gosh yes y'all I am unbelievably grateful at how many of you are resonating with this podcast I also know that many of you are asking yourself gosh what difference in my life and my business would it make to have a coach walking beside me day in and day out to make sure I show up deciding it is my turn. You guys, this is exactly what I do in my coaching practice. And I would love to jump on a free discovery call with you to see if you and I would be the perfect fit to make sure you show up every single day confidently in your purpose, making a profit and living a life that you love. Check the show notes to book that call or the link in my Instagram bio. I just feel like you are like a ray of, you know, I think most people wouldn't know this or maybe they do if they follow you, but you know, you haven't always had the easiest life. Obviously, you know, you lost your parents at a young age. You moved to California from Texas. Um, we, I, we didn't mention this, both Venus and I played college D one golf, which is so crazy. Isn't that funny? We forgot to mention that. Venus played at Baylor. I played at Central Arkansas. You know, you you literally are like such a ray of positivity and light and just like you just ooze something that is just like, honestly, you really do. You just have this unbelievable gift and unbelievable like zest for life. Obviously, you're super passionate about what you get to do, but you're funny as fuck too. Like that's, you moved to California. You were going to be a... A comedy, like a comedian or a writer? I wanted to be a comedy writer because believe okay. it or not, I used to hate being in front of the camera. What? Oh, and now you're like this big celebrity. You're like on the cover of magazines and like all of the things. I I did not. So when I moved to LA, my goal was to be a, a comedy writer. And I took on being a trainer as just like, I was like, oh, this is a part-time gig, whatever. You know, it's not going to last forever. But I just fell in love with it. And so I just, I kept doing it. It kept growing. And I think that's like looking back now, like I've had younger trainers ask me like, how did you build your business? Because I've I've owned my own business now for 14 years. And I told them it was all an accident. (laughs) And really it's because I was enjoying it. So it goes back to what we just said. I was enjoying it because I started to understand it more. And I started taking all these different certification courses and hanging out with other people who are just as curious as me and learning how to create different styles of movement, how to be optimized in the movement. And then you realize how much you're helping people. And especially if you're not focused on the aesthetic goals, 
And I know that's hard to say, especially for someone like me. I've been on covers of magazines. I've been in magazines. I used to be a fitness model, but that was never, ever my goal. My goal was to become a really good mover and and enjoy the the act of moving and to to help other people do that. Um, and so I think that that really is a key. And like my clients, like Cindy, who who's she's seventy years old, you know, she was she didn't come to me going, I want a perfect body. You know, <laughs> like she came to me. She was fifty nine, I think, when we started training, and she was like, I'm scared to move. I'm scared to move. I need to learn how to move. And we started with the baby steps. And now she's she's turning 70 uh, in 2023. Wow. And he's like, I want to be able to hold a handstand for 10 seconds. You know, she can she can hit a handstand, but she's like, I want to now hit hit for like 10 seconds. You know, she can do skin the cats on rings. She can flow with me. She does kettlebell flow with me and she goes surfing and she's incredible but it's her mindset that gets her to do that it's choosing not to be afraid and she hasn't had it easy either this last year she lost her husband Mm -hmm. um she yeah she's just she's had a really really rough this last year but you would never know you know on social media because she keeps pushing through it and you know this you you want to also be surrounded by that kind of support and, you know, back to what you're saying, like, yeah, I lost both my parents to cancer. Um, and I went through a really dark period in my life, especially in my twenties. And I just, one day was like, I don't want to be like this anymore. I was just sad and I was in a bad place. And, you know, not that I don't get depressed still now I do. Um, but I let, I give myself like a couple of days and I'm like, okay, let's put on your good big girl panties and and be like, what can I do? And and movement is the easiest thing to get me out of it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I really think more people should do. And if you already are a mover and you're like, I am a mover and I have anxiety, slow your movement down. And then also taking in some breath work and meditation. And it doesn't mean you can't think. You're allowed to think when you're in meditation, but it's just being aware of the thoughts. Yeah. You know, something I just want to like recap there that I, I think people just kind of overlook that I think is one of the most important things that you said. It's like your success came because you were so passionate about what you're doing. You wanted to serve other people and you were just in the process of it. And you weren't just always so focused on like the end goal or how is this going to work or how do I make money? I mean, I feel like our, our world is kind of so skewed right now. You'll see like all of these people like yourself, you know, all of these people that I know that are extremely successful and everyone just thinks it happens overnight. But what you forget is that 90% of you guys who are good humans, who are actually successful in what you do, you literally started out by doing something that you really enjoyed you enjoy the process and you're there to help humans. Like it is so fucking simple and we overcomplicate fucking everything. It's because we want to get to that end. Yeah. If you're focused on the end, then it's not the right thing for you. And you're focused on the money and you're focused on the fame and you're focused on like, yes, you are now successful. Yes, you are now quote unquote famous. Yes, you are now like you have the business and you have life and all the things. But you never, like, that was never your goal. It still isn't your goal. Like, your goal is just to show up, serve humans, 
enjoy the process and like have some fucking fun along the way. Like that is the fucking key. And yet we all like so many people get it's like they're starting from the end and they're forgetting like this is the thing. This is the thing, guys. It's just the thing. But I think it's because they think the thing at the end is going to give them what they're lacking now. Yeah. And I think that the best way for people to take accountability is to be honest with where I, where they're at now. If you're like, I'm depressed, I have anxiety, just be okay with it. Be like, I have anxiety, I have depression, and I am slowly working out of it. And when you get in that state, that's already a shift, right? You went from defining yourself as someone who has depression or anxiety to I'm someone with depression, anxiety, who is working on it. So that's already a shift in identity already. And then you keep working on it and you are actively doing it. And then all of a sudden it's like, I used to have anxiety and depression. Sure. I'm human. I will dip into that back and forth because life, you know, gives you lemons sometimes, but you're like, now I have the tools and it's really that like I'm known for teaching flow, body weight flow. But when I first started no one had heard of it. I, t- I teach animal flow. I teach yoga. I like to blend the two. So I call it just body weight flow. But when I first was learning them, you know, people did yoga, but no one had heard of animal flow. And I couldn't pay people to learn from me. <laughs> like <laughs> weird. They're like, why would I want to crawl on the ground? It, it's weird. I don't know. I mean, it's like weird modern dance or it's kind of like Like people just were really uncomfortable with the idea of it. So I had to learn how to trick my clients into doing it. And, um, and, you know, everyone sees crawling as an exercise. So I'm like, okay, we're just, we're just going to crawl. I'm like, okay, we're going to add a rotation to that crawl, you know? And then over time they were actually interested in learning flow. Plus now on social media, you see it everywhere. Everyone's doing like sidekick through or some sort or a scorpion. And, um, now. Which is so funny because I feel like I only see it from you, but okay. (laughs) Well, in, in this world that I live in. Okay. Yes, correct. In the world that you live in, everyone copies Venus. <laughs> but like, I couldn't pay people to do that stuff before. And um, and so going back to do the thing that excites you, I did it because I enjoyed it. I And I gravitated towards it. I, I actually stopped doing weight training for about two to three years because I was so amazed by body weight flow and not, not, I'm not saying that this is what everyone should do, but I was just, I loved it. And I know I could have made more money doing traditional weight training, the way people saw on social media at the time and who, they didn't want to feel weird, but I was like, no, I like feeling, I like being this weirdo. Cause I'm really enjoying how this movement is making my body feel. And then now it's become much more popular and people are now seeking it out. And that has is what differentiated me from other trainers and probably why I got more jobs than other trainers because that's what made me st- stand out. But I wasn't trying to stand out. I stood out because I loved it so much and I got good at it because I loved it so much. And then that's what makes you stand out. Yes. Do you feel like you like how I obviously we all obviously know now why you're so confident is because like you know you've been doing it for such a long time and you love it and you're the best at it and all the things but how did you like this is something that I don't think everyone has how were you able to have the confidence to trust yourself to do the thing that you knew you needed to be doing when it didn't make sense like how were you able to do that I didn't. <laughs> Confidence comes later. 
felt like okay. you you kept doing the flow when everyone was like, oh, this is not working. You should do weights. The money's over here. Like this is never going to work. Yeah. Yeah. And people were also telling me I should train golfers, which I tried for a second. And I was like, oh my God, I can't, I can't. Um. <laughs> you probably, yeah, for sure. I'm sure that people's own insecurities because that's like where they're like, they see an easy route, right? Like people always want to go for the easy route. I just like, if it's easy, chances are I'm going to probably do the hard thing. I don't, I don't think anything's wrong with the easy route. I really, really don't. No, I think people make it hard because they're labeling something as the easy route. It may not be easy for them. Just yeah. because something looks easy to someone, it doesn't mean it was easy. Um, in fact, like to me, sometimes the easy route is harder for me because it doesn't feel authentic. And I mean, I think confidence is an outcome. I still to this day get nervous and, and when I'm doing things. And, um, you know, I think, I think it looks like confidence because I'm very focused and I'm very persistent. So I think having a focus is having clarity, right? And it's that deciding again, going back to the, the what we started with, right? It's deciding, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get good at this. I'm okay with being a beginner over and over and over again. I'm okay with making mistakes. If I don't make mistakes, how am I going to get become a master at it? Anyone who's very, very fucking good at something, they're a master at that craft that they're doing. They made a lot of mistakes, you know, and, and we only see the outcome later because we they only got our attention later when they got good at it, right? But I consider myself a really slow learner and I've always identified myself as a slow learner. And when I was younger, I thought that was a bad thing. Now, as a coach, I think that's my strength. That's why I know how to teach beginners is because I don't skip things. I make them do the basics and the foundations, and then they become amazing movers when they are consistent. And I think that we're, I guess a big part of where that comes from for me was losing both of my parents to cancer and having nothing and not having a choice and being like, I have to work hard. I have to do this thing, Right. The easier thing would have been to do nothing, but then my life would have felt worthless. I wouldn't have felt good about myself and I would have been depressed. I would have stayed in that. And so I didn't have a choice when I was younger. It was like, this is what you do, you know, <laughs> just like, you know, you remember being a golfer in college. How many days, how many times you've been to a tournament where, and I don't know if people know this, but NCAA golf division one, the first day of a tournament, you play 36 holes, carrying your clubs the whole time. It takes about 10 or 11 hours. You're on your feet. You're usually in really, really hot weather or really, really cold weather. You're still playing golf while it's raining. It's not like I'm enjoying that the whole time, but I'm choosing to be persistent. I'm choosing to say, I'm going to be good at this. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. And it's so funny you say that about golf. There really is no in between. Like every college golfer ever. Can you imagine a day where it was 75 degrees with no rain and sun? No, it never fucking happened. It was 110 or it was like sleeting and you had to play in it. Yeah, especially <laughs> never, in the South. Yes, right? especially in the yeah, South. It was one or the other. If I lived in California, it'd be a whole different story. Now I live in LA, but when I was in, playing golf at Baylor in Texas, it was fucking hot in the summers. It was freezing in the winters. And then it was raining in the spring. 
that is the truest statement that's been said on this podcast for damn sure. It is a hundred percent. It was either one or the other. It was neither. And I would take hot all day, every day, man. I was the girl who I never bitched really about the hot, but I mean, I was the first person in the bus bitching when it was going to rain and cold. <laughs> like if it's cold and rainy, count me out. <laughs> not into it. <laughs> Nowadays, people are like, hey, you want to play golf? I'm like, whoa, if it's not 75 degrees and sunny, I am a hard no, folks. <laughs> When's the last time you played golf, by the way? Oh, my God. Uh, maybe a year ago. <laughs> oh, you have played with it. Okay, that's cool. I didn't realize that. I only play with my little sister. Oh, she's not my little sister. She's actually my niece. But we're so close in age. I call her my little sister. Um, my family's a golf family. And um, so my niece her sister her brother they all play golf um and they love playing I'm, I'm the only one who played in college though and uh so when she comes and visits me she's always like let's go play golf and I'm always like oh fine like I, I'm, like, I'm like fine I'll do it because I love you but I I rarely play golf like I'll, I love playing like nine holes yeah but right after the turn of nine and I'm in the mentally your shot mentally like uh what else can we do can we make a game out of this yeah for <laughs> sure on the golf cart <laughs> start dancing <laughs> that's so funny yeah a lot of people do that I mean I had a client for one time she's now a huge input she actually lives out in San Diego she actually is a huge influencer now she's got the blue check mark beside her names and that's what she does she's like a golf dance influencer now she's so that's so funny yeah yeah swear to god that's what they do they do dances on the golf course now I'm like oh my gosh yeah <laughs> so so funny uh okay last couple questions one question i have for you that i just just want to know like how you think you've been able to do it you are literally one of the kindest sweetest like no i don't want to say calm but like because you're not calm in a lot of regards like you are like no yeah not at all but you have just this aura about you that is just like the nicest person ever. Do you think that had a lot to do with your upbringing or do you intentionally just decide that you are like just a great human? Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, it's funny. You've been told that for sure by hundreds of people just because that's who you are. I've been told that quite a few times, especially yeah. that I'm calming, which is yeah. so funny because I don't always feel calm. But I think, um, you know, I think it's a combination of, I think i was born a nice person. I remember when I was a kid, I never wanted people to get made fun of or anything like that. I got picked on a lot when I was a kid. Um, so I think that might have to do something with it. Like I got bullied when I was really young for, I was Asian named Venus living in Texas with glasses, like not a cool start, you know? <laughs> um, Damn so, you. yeah, I got, I got picked, so I think I just don't like it when people are getting picked on. I, I know that feels terrible and then I think that um <laughs> I'm like oh it's kind of a trauma response actually I'm just realizing um and then also like my, my mom was a lot and so as a child I felt this need to it's almost like I had to like be an adult and be calm because she my mom had a lot of anxiety and so and then she would turn to me a lot and you know, I know that's not like proper parenting, but that's the past. Both of my parents have passed away since then. And then also um, losing both of my parents to cancer and being like, you know, 
understanding that love is more important than anything else. And I got to have really amazing conversations with both of my parents before they died. And, and they died about three and a half, four years apart. And both of them, the six months before they died, I had so many conversations with them about, and, and both of them calming down and being like, I was really hard on you. I shouldn't have been. Or I remember my mom was like, I used to get so mad over the dumbest things and I just wasted time. And she's like, don't waste time. Do things that make you happy. And both of my parents gave me incredible advice like that before they passed away. Um, and so I think that is a huge reason why. And I don't, I, I just see what's more important. And, and that, that can be tough. You know, it's, it's tough, you know, especially during the holidays. And, you know, I'm, I just, I miss my parents a lot, but I also see the value in life. And that's like the greatest gift that they gave me. And I think that's probably why, I mean, I don't know. And also, I just like to have a lot of fun, <laughs> you know, I and just, I think, hum I think humor and, and being kind can really heal everything. Yeah. I, I literally just want to end it there because I just think that that is the best takeaway on the planet that anyone could walk away from this podcast with just, you are a light. I am so grateful to know you. Thank you for being so kind. Thank you for changing the world with your, with your movement and your love and your kindness and your humor. You guys, um, please, please go follow Venus, um, tune into her new podcast. It's coming out in 2023. We're so excited. Venus F it. Um, Venus, tell everyone where they can find you if they're looking to work with you and learn more about um, rotational movement and body movement. Um, let them know all the things. Uh, you can find me at venusfit.com. Um, my social for Instagram is at venus2bfab. So that's venus, the number two, the letter B, F-A-B. On TikTok, I am venusfit. And on YouTube, I am venusfit. And I get to post more on YouTube. <laughs> Yeah, so good. I'm so excited. You guys, all of that will be in the show notes. Go say hi to Venus. Be sure to tune into her new podcast and um, be kind. Move your bodies. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you all so much for joining me on today's episode of the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. If today's episode resonated with you at all, please share it with a friend. Also, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review and a comment. What is it that you want us to talk about that will help you realize that at any moment and any day, you too can decide it's your turn. I'm Christina Laguerre. I'll see you next time.